Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But the man that knows a lot about it, he's been around it for a long time. I'm very uh, privileged that he's going to come and chat to us today. It's uh, All Black Scrum Guru, uh, just, just a Scrum Guru. Mike Cron joins us. Crono, welcome in. Thanks, Stevie. Good afternoon. Oh, I, I wish you were listening to the last hour show. We've just been on front rowers and scrummages and what makes a good one. And I said, we've got to talk to you um, to find out. We've asked people for the, the greatest scrummages of all time. And I've got a list of about 50 here. There's been been some absolute buttes, Chrono. What what changed in your role and what changed in the dynamics of, of front rows in your time coaching? Well, way back, it was... Um you know, I'm talking early 70s. Um, uh, we didn't really uh, understand what power scrummaging was, so we could get formed up very quickly and and just flop in there, and and there'd be a bit of bit of hooking and a bit of this and a bit of that, and the board come out eventually. And uh, and then it was really the Argentinians uh, about eight men scrummaging, and and when they came here in the early 70s and and uh, pushed the All Blacks all around and pushed other teams all around so everyone had to catch up so that's where it started really and uh, then it become more of a well we're all going to have to bloody push together here otherwise we get pushed backwards you know mm. so that's how it started it's become very technical, hasn't it? Like, um, I've been lucky enough to go to a couple of all-black trainings that you've been running, the scrums, and, and just two inches of foot placement can make a world of difference. Oh, yeah, well, you're talking biomechanics, and, um, you know, it's no different if the listeners are thinking, well, I've never been to scrum, but they've probably hit a golf ball. Mm. You know, if you, you, you set up with your feet two inches out, uh, the ball won't go roughly where you want it to go, you know, like... So we're dealing with biomechanics and at the very top level there's one half ton going through a front row of the spine. Um, so if you are out of alignment, uh, that's what causes collapses quite often. We, we had a lot of people ringing and texting about the beauty of Olo Brown and his flat back and just not a huge man, but technically, was he a little bit ahead of his time? Oh, he did that, but he was allowed to put his hand on the ground too. See, laws change during the years. He quite often scrummaged with his right hand on the ground. Well, now you'd be penalised every time for that. So you've got to be careful when you're talking about different eras. Um, you know, a bit like racehorses you know, back in the 70s and 80s and what they're like now. You know, everything changes. So the laws changed so many times. Uh, he couldn't scrummage the way he scrummaged back then. He couldn't do it now. But he's very good. He's best in the world of his time. I've asked for some um, questions for you from the listeners, and they've been flying in, Mike, so let's get through some. Uh, question from Mikey, sure. uh, and I'll, I will let you know, Mikey's from Christchurch if you want to slant it that way. Uh, for Mike Cron, who would your dream front row be? Oh, I've been uh, privileged enough to have a lot of them over 16 years, but for me, I'd probably go uh, Heyman, Woodcock, and uh, probably Oliver. Anton Oliver? Yep. Wow. Like you're talking biggest man, you see. Uh, he was a big man. And, um, you know, got hit in the alarm, it was great. And all these guys are great. I mean, Colsey and all that. But 
and I was a he was an XXL, you know. Mm. He was an exciser. Um and I think uh, yeah, that that era then was was very good and they were very good technicians. Yep. Uh, one's coming from Sydney One of our listeners in Sydney actually saying Could you please ask Mr Cron, very polite uh, What height What height is too tall for a tight head prop? Well there, Probably there's no such thing Because Carl Hayden Six foot five and I'd say Terrell Lomax Is probably close to that mm. um, All I do know is that uh, The longer the levers The more accurate you have to be mm. uh, So it's a bit like a, you grab, grab a big, big bit of stick, bit, bit of wood. The longer it is, the easier it is to snap in half. So the longer the guy's spine is and the longer his legs are, you know, he's uh, he's more vulnerable. So he has to be a lot more accurate. So I'd spend a lot more time on a taller guy teaching him real for night technique than you would a little five foot ten guy. Mm. Um, one's come in from Scott, a regular listener and texter. He's a great man. Uh, he, he would, he says he'd love to have seen how far Ben Afiyaki could have gone. I'm key, keen to hear Chrono's thoughts on him and others that could have been truly world class. Yep, Benny, uh, yeah, good man. I've been working with him actually this year. Um, the Blues contracted me to help their NPC Ford coaches. So Benny at North Harbour was one of those coaches and a hell of a fine man. Mm. Just heading off over to coach at MLR over in New York. That's where he's heading. Ah. Um, yeah, just upskill himself a bit more and a bit more development and then head back home, hopefully, and, and get a good position. I mean, he was, uh, I started coaching Benny when he was uh, 18, 17, 18, and he was more into water polo back then. I think he played for New Zealand Secondary Schools Water Polo. Wow. Um, yeah, fine athlete, big man. Very mobile, could, could have gone all the way, definitely. I uh, got a bad, uh, a bad concussion, and which finished him. Um, you know, John Afar was another one, 211 World Cup. He didn't get much game time. I think he could have developed into a really, really good tight head. He decided to go overseas, and he's still overseas. Um, he actually sent me a muddy photograph last week and a little video of himself uh, <laughs> in France. So that's where he is. He's still going at what, 39 or 40, whatever it is. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, the longevity yeah, of some yeah. of these guys. Well, if you've got good technique and you don't get coached by idiots, um, you, should, you should have longevity uh, now, you know, because you have good scrum machines, you have good technique, there's no reason, you have, you have good medical help. Um, there's no reason now to, uh, to, to, to end up with bad necks and backs, really. Mm. If you uh, look after yourself, and front rowers, you know, they're still playing mid-30s over in France and, you know, places like that. A uh, question from Josh says, we often see teams replace the whole front row all at the same time after about an hour. What do you think tactically is the right thing with replacements or does it depend on player by player? I think it depends player by player, but when you've got, when you've got six very good front rowers, I... I we are, I'd want them all on the paddock to, to show their their true worth, which means generally they last, physically last, I'm talking about around the paddock now, you know, they become a defensive liability at top level after about 55, 60, 65 minutes. Mm. Very few can last amazing now uh, because next thing they start, as I said, becoming a defensive liability. So the other thing is you're bringing on fresh legs who are just as good. So 
what I always like doing was swapping them over just after half time, five minutes after half time, roughly, because that gives the boys who it gives them time to warm up on the bench. Mm. A lot of people say, "Why don't you change it at half time?" Well, because they've been sitting on their ass at the changing. I want them to get fizzed up and get ready to go out for contact, you know, uh, to give us five minutes. And that way we're saying, well, we've got six top quality front rowers. How many have you got, mm. basically? Mm. If you want to leave your guy on, uh, we'll keep working him hard and eventually he'll miss a tackle or, you, you know, he'll, he'll be a liability somewhere along the line. Um, someone else, we've had a few questions about the Black Ferns, actually, so trying to paraphrase them all. Um I guess they're saying how much you do it. Did you enjoy it? And also, the biggest difference between um, women forwards and men forwards. Yep. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, me and I like uh, at the start when Smithy and I started, it was a tough gig, mm. and uh, pro- probably the toughest gig we've ever done in our lives, but the most rewarding. Now, um, so from where we started to where we ended up was was Mind-blowing, really. Uh, you saw some of our early trainings. So to where we ended, ended up with the ladies, it was it was uh, wonderful, you know. Um, woman, yep, uh, certainly different. Coach woman to men, both. No one's right or wrong. Uh, what I found was women, um, they need a lot of clarity. Mm-hmm. You ask them to go and do a task, they won't just oh, nod and then bugger off and go and, and, go and do it, like a lot of blokes do. They want to know every detail about every part of what you're trying to get them because they're trying to get it right for you. Mm. They're not trying to be a pain in the ass. They're just trying to they want 100% clarity so they're clear in their head and they can process it and then off they'll go. So once I understood that, then you just allow more more time for learning, you know, uh, for understanding and learning. So um, what I found was the ladies uh, are tough. You know, like these ladies, we put them through hell early on to get them up to speed and get them into um, professionalism, you know, get them ready for a World Cup. We we did put them, you know, very hard uh, training sessions and never once did they grizzle. Mm. You know, like uh, full admiration for them. And they really appreciated it. What I did find, they appreciated any bit of help that they got because they, they're not used to it. So... You know, they were always appreciative no matter how hard you trained them. They thanked you. <laughs> and, uh, and they turned up again the following day and they're ready to do the same thing again. So, yeah, no, I, 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 full, full credit to all of them, really. They were, they were a great bunch. Yeah, fantastic. Was it, was it more a, when you came into the camp, was it more a, a strength and conditioning uh, situation for you or was it more a technique thing or did that come after? What was your process with them? Both. Some some of them were nowhere near up to strength conditioning standard. Um, some of it was not their fault. Some of it was their fault. Um, so we had to address that because the way we wanted to play the game and the way we selected the ladies was to play at a fast clip. So we couldn't have we couldn't carry, you know, two or three four girls that or ladies that uh, couldn't keep up. Mm. So. So our strength conditioning coach, Craig Twinman, did a magnificent job. He was outstanding. And uh, between him and the dietitian, uh, Kirsty, and between the coaching staff, we, we got a really good balance of how we train them, how they ate, 
this sufficient work. Um, we didn't have much time to get mm. them right. No, so you didn't. Every day, no, every day counted, and they they changed shape. I mean, honestly, they, some of the girls changed appreciably for the better, and they they showed that in the end. You know, it was their fitness. They were brilliant. Last question for you, Mike Cron. Uh, hi, Stevie. Can you ask Mike if you can be too strong to be a prop? I heard Greg Feek was such a man. <laughs> no, you, you can't be too strong. You can just be too inflexible. Right. So flexibility is a big part of anything we do in, in, in sport. And I would say if any young player out there listening, you know, and you're a big power lifter and you're strong, that's wonderful. You need to be flexible. You need, you need to keep working on all your flexibility because um, you you won't make it at top level if you're just a big, powerful man, but not very flexible, I don't think. Um, so keep working with your strength and your flexibility hand in hand would be where I'd go. And eat your greens and drink your water, eh, Crono? <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you one thing, last thing, uh, which is amazing. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the callers get pissed off about the, the length of time to set a scrum. Yes. Um, okay. I'll tell you why. So with the Blackburns, I trained them uh, 10 seconds. So from the time I made a market training to the time they engaged, they were allowed 10 seconds. So the average in Six Nations, for instance, for the men, I think it's a minute 30 yeah. for, the, for the total, because that's where they're having their breather. Mm. So, so if you try to rush them, someone will fall over like he's been shot by a sniper and go down injured with a fake <laughs> injury. And... You know, sometimes about three, the biggest full loader. Um, and it's all about trying to suck the big ones in because that's their recovery. So they're using a minute, minute and a half every scrum to try and recover. So, which annoys the hell out of me because they're trying to play a fast paced game, which we were. I'd train the girls to be able to get 10 seconds, get set up and engage, you know, but the opponent won't come, won't come to the party. You know, that does get a bit frustrating. But it can be done very quickly and efficiently and safely, is what I'm saying. Yeah, more power to that too, Chrono. Hey, um, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. I uh, really enjoyed it. The text messages have been flying. Um, even Dave from Nelson saying one of the best interviews ever. What a really interesting bloke Mike Cron is, and I agree with that, Chrono. Thanks for joining us today. Really interesting stuff. Thanks, fellas. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Cheers, buddy. Mike Cron, Scrum Guru. What a great chat. We'll be back. We'll take a break.